uh, spin-off show from the Urban Property Investor. Today, I'm going to talk about some of the uh, structural changes that happen in real estate and uh, what really the next big structural change will be in real estate. And uh, hopefully today you can walk away from from this conversation, um, really understanding uh, what creates significant wealth in real estate, significant wealth. So, uh, hey, welcome uh, welcome aboard, Facebook uh, users. Um, Facebook's changed its name, hasn't it? Sounds a bit scary. What is it? The meta metadata or whatever it's called. Uh, so let's go through a little bit of a history lesson of real estate, structural changes, what the next great shift is in my view from um, a structural point of view. So obviously real estate today, one of the big conversations is real estate for many people is not affordable. Um, we are going through the the big affordability squeeze at the moment. People are getting um really chased out of really communities they've always been part of. Um, and you're seeing this big shift between really older people having a lot of wealth and also generally speaking, I haven't have not society people who've got on the train of real estate and made a lot of money, uh, people who can get on the real estate train can do well. And then people sort of sidelined from that, um, for the most part, struggling, right? Uh, so how have we got to this point and how will real estate actually go further into the future? It's a big conversation. Um, I'm going to sort of divide it, if you like, into little uh, little sections where um, we can do a quick history lesson on real estate. Really, uh, from the 1950s sort of after World War II, we uh, had a lot of people in Australia own real estate. A lot of houses were built for return servicemen uh, from World War II. And it was really a very desirable and very equal time in real estate. It's probably the last time I would say that real estate was uh, not so much a asset which people used to make money. It was more a roof over people's head. By about the 1960s and 1970s, real estate started to, to shift and um, really we saw the great structural shift, shift occur and a part of that structural shift was banks allowed uh, women to and their uh, income to be recognised. And this is quite interesting, and my, my mother and father um, have taught me this, that up until really the early 70s, women were not allowed to borrow money from a bank to buy a house. Their income was not even in consideration. So you needed to, uh, you needed to if you like, um, you needed to, uh, buy real estate based on one income, and so we went into a two, uh, really a two income scenario, and that really was the first big rush of prices because obviously the mathematics on real estate transformed, prices grew off the back of that. 
that all of a sudden society had a structural change being two incomes, two incomes. Um, the next big structural change was really the 1990s, and we saw a deregulation of banks. Now, prior to the 1990s, to get a loan off a bank was a difficult thing to do. You might have to stump up 30 40% deposit. Um, it wasn't as simple as it is today. Leverage was not a thing. And in reality, probably what you saw was the this era and this era sort of um, transform. Obviously, we went through an era where, you know, ladies couldn't even borrow money to an era where all of a sudden credit was a lot easier. Banks could lend money to people. They didn't need as much deposits. We went at a low deposit era, and this created a huge uh, structural change in real estate. And real estate skyrocketed in value, skyrocketed. We had hyperinflation. Interest rates were put up so high to stop the skyrocketing um, uh, uh, situation of real estate, but it, it, you know, you saw real estate triple in value. But even back then, you know, a $30,000 property became a $90,000 property. Um, and uh, it was an interesting, interesting era. Then we had uh, the next sort of structural change, if you like, which was the 2000s. And that was uh, an interesting era. Obviously, that period, we went through two transformations in, in economics. The first one was the mining boom, mining boom one and mining boom two. The second sort of transformation was a skilled migration manoeuvre from the federal government, bringing more people into the country. Really, the third one was um, the capital uh, gains tax 50% concession for property investors. So really the 2000s was when property investment became quite mainstream. You got tax deductions, you got uh, wage growth because your uh, job was worth more because people were running off to mines to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. We saw booms in many, many marketplaces but we also saw a transformation structurally of Australia's society going from basically a lot of people in blue-collar jobs to more of a structural shift to uh, a more skilled-based economy. And if anything, we rode um, blue-collar jobs to end up in a place where there is a lot of white-collar work today. The next sort of structural shift, if you like, was actually the GFC. And this one um, was an interesting one. When real estate, for the most part, should fall in value in major cities, the government decided to really protect Sydney and Melbourne. Um, now, this is, this is one of the reasons why I think it's critical. Sydney's a little bit expensive. It's become Monaco. But if you can get into Melbourne, I would strongly recommend it. And one of the reasons being is governments tend to protect Sydney and Melbourne people because of the population, whereas uh, if sort of, for example, Perth was going down in value or Adelaide or Hobart, 
the government doesn't really step in to intervene. In the GFC, the Gold Coast was going down. Many many marketplaces, particularly around uh, tourism, were going down in value. When it looked like Sydney and Melbourne was going down in value, the government basically intervened and structurally poured first home buyers into the marketplace. And uh, back then, uh, Kevin Rudd, for example, uh, created a, a quite generous uh, first homeowner situation and Melbourne and Sydney boomed off the back of that. Structurally, we saw a huge amount of gain in both Sydney and Melbourne. So uh, the next sort of seismic structural shift, if you like, was uh, where we are today, COVID. And COVID, we saw money basically become worthless in the bank. We saw governments print money to stimulate the economy. We saw the Kevin Rudd move. Uh, We saw um, government push home ownership. Now, the the strange thing about home ownership or pushing the first homeowner grant is it does the total opposite to what it's supposed to do. Um, it's more it's designed to make it more affordable for people to get into the market, but really what it does is it pushes values up more and more and more because obviously there's more people who wanted to want to get into the market. So it kind of makes it, um, if you like. Uh, you know, less affordable for the people it's designed to help to get into the market. So it's kind of a, a weird, um, weird oxymoron of real estate. Um, so you've got COVID, uh, money's cheap. Um, it is a structural shift in real estate. And of course, where we see real estate now is is it's pricey, right? It's not a cheap thing anymore. There's no such thing as a cheap deal in real estate anymore. So what happens next? Where is the big shift coming from? What actually happens? As you can see, we've seen double income families created. We've seen banks create uh, easy deposits for people. We've seen huge amounts of wage growth when Australia really rode the mining boom. We saw tax incentives structurally change the market. We saw migration structurally change the market. And we've seen stimuluses structurally change the marketplace back in the GFC, benefiting where most of the taxpayers are. And now we've seen, obviously, if you look at the rates, they've come from 2007 when the uh, when you were borrowing money at 9%, now you're borrowing money at 3%. So it makes sense that real estate is going to go up in value. But where does it go from here? Where is the next big structural shift in the marketplace? Well, uh, right now, millennials are taking on, for the most part, large amounts of debt to get into the marketplace. They are the home buyers of today. Millennials are obviously people in their sort of 30s all the way up to 40. And as such, the debt bomb is the millennial, is the millennial. The millennial is the person who is uh, taking on the most around a risk. Investors, to be honest, don't take on as much risk because investors 
get a rental return. So the risk is very, very light for an investor. And of course, one of the big arguments is, is well, should investors be removed from the market to make it more affordable for home ownership? Because why should a homeowner in, compete with an investor to buy uh, real estate? So the millennials are taking on debt. We know the millennials are, um, you know, and I don't want to offend any um, uh, any millennials, but, you know, they often call the, uh, the flaky generation because they jump around from job to job. And, you know, uh, so it's going to be interesting watching them um, do their thing. Now they've got a 30-year ball and chain mortgage over their world, but paying big amounts of money to get into the real estate market. So where does the next shift come structurally? How does it work? Um, we're going to see, you know, all sorts of things, interest rates change. We'll see um, buying patterns change. Government will try and put supply into the market. Supply doesn't necessarily uh, decrease property values because generally supply comes through more expensive uh, because of inflation. So structurally... The big next shift, if you like, is the most the most uh, capable generation ever in the context of wealth creation is going to die. Yes, the people who started on this journey back here in the 1960s when they were 20, 30 or 40 years of age are going to pass away. And remember, prior to that, the the basis of real estate was a roof over people's head. Returned servicemen, got a home. Um, you know, you you can still see those homes if you drive around cities. You know, they looks like sort of ex-housing commission houses. Interesting, the most wealthy generation to ever walk the face of planet Earth is going to die. And as such, you can see just how many structural changes the baby boomer or builder generation has been through. They've been through uh, an absolute huge amount. And if you look at their wealth compared to what they got into the market, basically a property value was a can of Coke back then. And today it is multi, multi millions of dollars. So the next structural shift, if you like, is a, is a critical one. It will be uh, the transition of wealth from uh, a uh, almost from a um, generation which has been the wealthiest ever to walk the earth. And so that generation of wealth is going to ab absolutely create, if you like, the next upward um, swing in real estate. When millennials, when generations uh, younger than the millennials get that money that they've not had to work for, uh, no doubt it will be pushed into the marketplace. So when do I see a, a big spike structurally in real estate? Really probably um, in reality, you know, a good 10 years from now, we're going to start to see uh, you know, that generation that, that has been through about six seismic shifts in real estate start to disappear. And of course, those family members from a dynasty point of view will be the beneficiary of that. What that'll do is no doubt push values of real estate up again. So 
Is it all over because we feel like properties are expensive? No, not at all. And the main reason is the wealthiest generation yet, uh, well, who has walked the earth, is uh, is full of cash, no debt, and um, yeah, they've just got to die now. So uh, yeah, on that crazy little le- lesson of death, uh, honey, um, hey, you take care. Melbourne Cup today. Um, anyone backing any insights on the Melbourne Cup? Uh, I don't really have any, but uh, I usually bet on the jockeys. I'm going to go for uh, McAvoy. He usually wins, doesn't he? All right, all the best. Have a good punt. See you later.